Hello, this is Jamie. And this is Heather. And welcome to Using Our Inside Voice, a podcast where we awaken to the extraordinary meaning of everyday mundane life by passing it through a particle collider of different and differing perspectives. On today's show, we're talking about uh, coming to the end of an astrological corridor of sorts. And uh, what does that mean for us? Uh, I think it means it's go time. I think it means it's go time too. It's been interesting to see things coming together over the last several weeks. Um, yesterday was our first new moon in Taurus in two years that was not during an eclipse. So we officially ended that big eclipse cycle. And I know for us, it was really interesting because we were doing a sound bath last night. And apparently it's really interesting because everything's on fire in Anaheim. Holy I don't know what what the is heck. happening out there? My gosh. I don't know. Man. Disneyland, Disneyland's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it were, it'd be louder than that. But uh, <laughs> that's that's not Disneyland. That's, that's whatever randomness is happening. Um, anyways, yeah. So last night we did a sound bath and it was interesting because we started the month the first sound bath of the month was on a full moon during an eclipse and then last night was new moon no eclipse sans eclipse finally in taurus which is a very prosperous abundance it's it's usually a money sign usually tauruses are really good with money and so we associate that with things like abundance and manifestation and it's been a little odd because whenever we've had the new moon in Taurus over the last couple years it's been like a holding pattern and that holding pattern kind of forces us to look at our decisions a little more closely maybe be a little more mindful about what we're doing take our time slow down so it's it hasn't been it's, it's been a just let's 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 just see. Let's just take a closer look. Let's just investigate. Um, and then last night was uh, felt like a big release in a lot of ways. And I know we, we took the opportunity to kind of dive into the intention of not only clarity, um, clarity, focus, receiving, opening up to receiving and um taking a deeper look at the ancestral self which we've already been talking about but it's just it's coming up more in common talk and i think that's kind of weird for me because i don't always feel like i'm on the same wave path as everybody else what do you I mean feel like it, usually what, it, what is coming up in common talk uh, the ancestral, the ancestral connections. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Um, I feel like usually I'll get a hit and I'll start talking about something, and then eventually maybe it it comes up, and I'm like, see, see, I was already talking about that, but now it seems like it's all happening at the same time. Like we had several people sign up like last minute, and I'm pretty sure it's because of the intention that we were working on last night. So like that was very interesting to see. And then just because I've already been diving into that work, 
I'm just, I'm seeing it everywhere right now. I'm seeing it being mentioned in other places through other, um, other spiritual guides and mentors are starting to pick up on it. It's I'm seeing it as a, as a keyword, as it were in a lot of places. And so it's interesting for me to see how other people are interpreting that versus how I'm interpreting that and how, what I've been talking about is being received right now, because I think it's kind of a, I wouldn't say a new concept, but maybe a concept that people haven't really taken the time to wrap their heads around. I'm not still a new, trying to not a new concept, it. not a new concept, but a new <laughs> level of the, the yeah, concept. A, a, we're going deeper, deeper on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then for me personally, I, I had to make some decisions just over this past week uh, about health stuff that is definitely making some huge shifts already. I'm, I'm still kind of in recovery mode. But, so let's, um, let's start with first what you had done, then why hmm. you felt you needed to have it done, and then the results of having it done. Sure. So what I had done was a cervical spine epidural injection yeah um and it's something that we've been kind of talking about leaning towards the doctors and i for a while now but this is a process that i started last year when i started having issues with uh, my left side really badly shoulder neck back um and when you say eventually when you say issues describe what that means okay it's hard for me to describe pain often because i've been in such a world of hurt for so long that i tend to downplay it a lot but basically so we're talking what, a world of pain that that sideline yeah you. like you literally yeah. have days where you cannot yeah life. Where I, where I, I can't function okay. because my 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 neck shoulders back whole left side will lock up mm-hmm. and in February of this year, we finally had the MRIs done that confirmed that I had degenerative disc disease happening between my C5 and C6. And that's up uh, very like much in the middle of your neck. Like in the tight spots of the spine. In a, in a very tight spot of the cervical spine. And what I didn't really realize, it's funny because... So through working in like anthropology and having to take physical anthropology classes, things like that, I've, I have a pretty good understanding of like bones and things like that and, and body stuff in that sense. But I, I haven't really investigated things like, uh, you know, how nerves in the spinal cord and all of that are, are situated. And I did not realize that right about where uh where the c5 well it's above the c5 c6 but right up in that area is kind of where everything bundles together and wraps around your spinal cord and then distributes throughout the rest of your body so i had no idea how much pressure was being put not only on uh, my nerves but also on my spinal cord and when I went back and kind of re-looked at the 
evaluation of the MRI, like it did say that there was like indention on the spinal cord, but then it was weird because it's like, well, no, said something like no nerve damage. It was kind of like no nerve damage is obvious. It didn't necessarily say that it wasn't present, but that it wasn't obvious. And it's like, what does that mean exactly? Because I, I didn't really get that, that kind of uh, discussion from my doctor. When we were talking about options, he, he mentioned the epidural, that that would be probably the first course. And then immediately went into, and then uh, you're going to need to get a level one spinal fusion, which basically means you got to open up those discs that are compressed because they're, they're clamping down on, on the nerve. So that means like the C5 would be uh, stuck to the C4 and the C6 would be stuck to the C7 to basically widen that gap again and take the pressure off, which is just really scary thought and not something that I relish doing. So uh, I had to wait, unfortunately, to even have a consultation for the epidural, though. It took... Uh, well, basically I had it week before last. I finally had the consultation and the consultation was not fun because they go over a long list of, well, here, here are things that can happen, uh, low risk, but you know, uh, nerve damage, spinal column damage, death, uh, but you know, really rare. So <laughs> small stuff, small stuff. It doesn't happen to everyone. You know, paralyzation, um, but you know, but, but, but that, that, like that doesn't, that's very, very small, you know, <laughs> and, and also we're trying to put a very big needle into a very tiny place. And so lots of pain. <laughs> we're going to give you a numbing shot for that. Uh, unfortunately, the numbing shot is probably more painful than the injection itself. So, but we can't have you moving because if you move, then, you know, we up the chance of accidentally puncturing your spine. And then that's no good because that means paralyzation gross. Or, you know, and, so and or death. Yeah. So it's like, no. you know, all those, all those things that you, excuse me, that you really want to hear um, when you're having a, a chat ski with the doctor about mm. uh, some major pain that you're in. But I honestly, uh, things have been escalating over the last several weeks to the point where I just, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore because it wasn't just, it was very odd because it wasn't just the like left side arm, neck, shoulder stuff. It, I had a like spasm where it triggered my low back and then shot up my back and across my arms and shoulder and like completely locked everything up. Uh, I was nauseous. I was having digestive issues. I was having issues in my legs. Like it wasn't cute and I couldn't function. So I'm like, okay, we're, we're going to have to get this going, this injection. Let's just, let's do it. And so I had it done this past Tuesday. Yeah. This past Tuesday. And, uh, it is not fun. It is painful, <laughs> but the crazy thing is that pretty much 
immediately I felt a lot of things taking place in my body that were kind of crazy town to me. So I'm, I'm also a medical intuitive. It is very difficult to intuit for yourself, however, but you can still tell when there's things happening and you're like, I don't know what's happening, but like energy's moving, stuff is moving. Like I know what that feels like. And energy was really moving. It was crazy. I got home and as, you know, groggy and out of it as I was, I had all of these urges to like start moving and uh, stretching and just, I, I, man, I did stretches for hours, areas where I normally cannot stretch because I'm so locked up that I cannot so I was sitting Indian style on the bed and like leaning forward and like working out like the, the hip area and like hip flexors and, and working out my shoulders and just really feeling a lot of, a lot of energy movement, a lot of heat. Uh, and a lot of things felt like it kind of, like was starting to unfurl and release. And I hadn't thought about the, just if, if your nerves are kind of in a locked position and have become kind of energetically solidified, calcified, if you will, like what kind of pressure that must put on your, not only your spinal cord, but your vagus nerve, which your vagus nerve actually controls quite a bit too, including things like your anxiety. Uh, it affects your digestive system. I have thyroid issues. It also affects your thyroid. It, it affects a lot of your body systems. And it felt like that was finally getting a break. So I just, it's every day has been like a new day. Like every day I wake up and there's some sort of interesting twist or turn to the recovery process, which is going to take weeks overall uh, before I really feel the full effect of what the injection can do. But you got about a five day window overall where like things are still very uh, sensitive because basically you're you're irritating something that's already been irritated. You're kind of inflaming further at first, something that's already been inflamed. So it's, I, I never know what I'm going to wake up feeling. It's like, okay, is like, is my neck going to be on fire? Is my shoulder going to be screaming at me? Like what, what fun is going to happen today? I don't know. But even through the last several days of like waves of, pain there are so many improvements that I'm like I'm just I'm kind of gobsmacked yeah and the improvements are easy to see from a outsider's perspective because before I could 
barely get you on the phone. You didn't have enough of you left to Mm -hmm. have a conversation or make decisions or just the simplest things, the things that when you're feeling fine or remotely fine, you take for granted. And you're just like, what Mm -hmm. the, could you please join the party? And it's like, no, Jamie cannot join the party right now because there's not enough of Jamie to join. And literally the day you got it, yeah, you sounded like trash, but I was listening to you. <laughs> you, yeah. you, you call, you're like, it's just easier to talk. And I'm like, what? Who is this person? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, Jamie doesn't talk to me. I never hear from her, you know? And ever since then, it's been like, you've been interacting on all levels more and more quickly and with more clarity. And it's just when that fog or haze of pain is finally lifted, suddenly you're just like, wow, you know, because it's a different pain. The healing pain, you know, is going in a good direction because now you have mobility in ways you didn't have mobility and you have energy in ways you didn't have energy. And so even though there's pain, it's not that oppressive pain that makes you feel like this is just the rest of my life. Why am I here? It's the helpful pain that's like, oh, finally something we're working toward instead of something that's shutting me down. It feels like I've been unplugged for a very long time and I finally got plugged back in mm-hmm. like correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's, I'm, I, I'm very sensitive to energies overall, but I can definitely understand now better what I have been going through when energy was trying to come in and I had all of these blocks, there was no pathway for it to get anywhere with any sort sort of fluidity and and actually move and be used i had all of these junctions of like stop where it was like hitting a wall and that was causing a a different kind of disruption a different kind of pain an energetic pain a a feeling of just being really overloaded and not having I was taking it as I couldn't ground and that's not necessarily true. <laughs> it wasn't that I couldn't ground. It was that right. it literally had no pathway to move through me. So I just yeah. had a bunch of stuck junctures where things were lighting up in really funky ways. And it just made me so anxious. Like, um we had the conversation about feeling like i had too many windows open in the background too many things running in the background and i'm like oh i had too many stuck junctures windows that were frozen open that couldn't close right that couldn't make way for stuff to just keep moving through it wasn't that i wasn't doing the work or that I was doing anything incorrectly, there was just no, there was no room for flow. Everything was, uh, being, uh, cut off to flow. Mm -hmm. And it's a very different case now. So I feel, uh, feel empowered Mm. in in really fun new ways like energetically i feel like oh i feel things moving 
like things are going to places. <laughs> this is exciting because I, I don't feel stuck and it doesn't translate to being apprehensive anymore. I feel very much in tune with that Taurus new moon energy of let's open the gates and go. Let's, right. let's, you know, let's get it's on board and ride it. Yeah. It's, you've empowered yourself. Yeah. And I empowered myself mostly, you know, first step of saying yes to something that was really quite scary to me that, oh, you know, I imagine it would be scary to anybody, especially um, people who dislike needles. Well, dislike needles, dislike Western medicine, dislike like spine things, uh, dislike a cycle of of pain, of physical pain. And this is, you know, this has been one of those moments where we've been talking a lot about having to kind of reach back into the past to look at how things are different now, to learn from them and, and to know how, how we are moving forward, but also how we have learned from what we have gone through. And I've gone through a lot medically in the past, and it is a trigger when something like this comes up and I know that all right well i'm gonna have to do this thing that seems really scary to me that could potentially be just a really another really shitty situation that i don't want to go through and it wasn't and that was huge just to have to be able to kind of build that bridge of trust within myself to go okay we we knew that this needed to happen we went ahead we did it we didn't hold on to all of those ideas of the past we didn't let it cripple us to the point where i backed out you know it's like because in the past that that could have been that could have been an option the, the option could have been, I, you know, I don't even feel well enough to go into the doctor's office to have this consultation, which happened like a month previous. I had gotten sick and I missed the first consultation date. And unfortunately, they were so booked that I couldn't get in another appointment until just the week before, uh, the week before last. So, but it feels like I'm also good with that timing because it just seems like everything lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, it did seem unusually synchronistic. Yeah, that you were just able—they were just able to slip you in. I was like, "How did you get that appointment so quickly?" Because everything's been so backed up. Yeah, so I didn't I, know. I, I felt <laughs> the second you told me, I was like, "Oh, okay, so this is the next step. Like for sure, this is the next step." Yeah, yeah, the, and that was really helpful to me too because it it did basically the same thing for me. I was like, okay, there's no way that this would have happened if it wasn't supposed to happen exactly right now mm-hmm. uh, because things just haven't been set up that way. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm moving through it. It's like I said, every day is interesting. It's weird feeling my body in new ways, feeling new sensations, things that I either haven't felt in a really long time or that I've never really quite paid attention to. I feel like I've had, I feel like I've been working out like eight hours a day for like three weeks. <laughs> it's, um, 
there's there's a lot of sore there's a lot of like ooh, what's what's this over here what's what's this over here like is that a is that a knot okay it feels like a knot but I can work on that you know I it's my body's responding to me and that's new because for a long time I haven't felt like my body has responded to me it usually feels like a very one-way conversation. I'm going, please, why? (laughs) And what can I do? And my body is very close-lipped about giving me anything, but this hurts, this hurts, this hurts, and this is not okay. (laughs) It's like, yes, but we need to have a conversation. Right now we're just screaming at each other. (laughs) What's, how can we have a conversation? And now I feel like we're actually having a conversation, but I can also tell that that's also because the the spinal cord and the nervous system is finally off of that high alarm state. I can feel those things calming down and the messages can get through. It's like we can we can communicate because the same things that were keeping those those pockets of energy stuck were also keeping the messages from getting through correctly. And uh, I posted about it uh, the other day, actually, just like two days ago, I I posted on my own personal Instagram about it. And I was amazed that I actually got like quite a few people reached out to say something about it. Some people say something new, like, like, oh, my God, I've gone through something like that. I didn't. I, I don't I don't know if that's something that I need to have done, but I'm having similar issues to you. And now that makes me wonder. Um, I've, I've had other friends reach out and, you know, and, and wish me well, but also say, you know, that's really weird because I've wondered about this, that and the other. And now I wonder if I should look into something or if I, you know, or it just it makes me think about what else might be going on that I wasn't aware of. So I think that's, I think that's interesting as well. Um, so yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's, it's been quite the week mm-hmm. and I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm still moving through it, but I can already feel, I can feel a huge lift in energy. I was really surprised by things like, uh like the like the overall lift in energy but also in the like the digestive like immediately i had this like long-term bloated kind of bloating feeling especially like every time i ate it just felt like things were moving super slow and for a long time i just thought well it just must be what i'm eating Mm, not necessarily It may have sometimes been what I was eating, but all of a sudden things picked up and that happened like literally within hours. Mm. The, the bloated feeling went away. Puffiness in my face. That's been like, my face have been super, super puffy has gone down like a ton. I can, I can feel puffiness that's gone away in other areas of my body. I'm like, I don't think I've actually lost weight, but it feels like it because mm-hmm. I'm not as puffed up. Wow. Just because I'm not as, imp- I'm, I'm, there's not as much inflammation. 
You know, that seems to be one of the lessons that is on repeat right now. Uh, the lesson about repeat. Uh, that there is no system separate from any other system. Mm-hmm. That all systems work the same and all systems are connected. So our our propensity for reductionist thinking is really harming us in the long run. While there's a place for it, of course, it, it can't be the mainstay. It can't be the focus, especially now that the energies are shifting towards unity and towards a unified yeah. thought process. And it just goes to show that in order to live in our society, in order to just have a daily existence here, we have no choice but to apply reductionist thought patterns. And what I mean by that is is um, the physical body is looked at in pieces. It's not looked at holistically yeah. on, on large. And it's certainly not looked at in terms of how it might be affecting our mental health, our emotional health. Um, none of these our things are- system. Our nervous system, yeah, and none of these things are relatable to each other in terms of how they are, they are treated in Western society. And why wouldn't we tune out to communications from other systems if we're not aware that the communication we're receiving can be applicable across platforms, across from physical to mental to spiritual to emotional the nervous system, whatever you're talking about, these these communications have to make it across those divides in mm-hmm. order to be fully processed and understood. And if you are having physical issues that Western society has told you are physical, then your brain is in the process of processing it as a physical issue. And it, it becomes a battle to see holistically, how that might be impacting every area of your life. And the, you know, the very basic, the most basic way that we see this um, is people are able to say, well, I've been so depressed, but they separate that from the long-term pain they've been in for, for whatever reason they've been in that pain. Um, and of course, this is just an example, but I see it a lot where people are like, gosh, I'm so depressed. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, could it be that you can't breathe properly <laughs> and that this yeah. puts a constant message in your head that you are threatened, you're physically threatened, and that that processing of the physical threat by your mental processes is happening on such a subconscious level that you don't realize the depression that is coming up is your fear of death. <laughs> but we don't usually think of it that way because we think, oh, yeah, well, of course, I mean, it's depressing being in pain. But when you've been in long-term pain, you don't realize how much pain you're in on a regular basis. It's your new normal. And you tune out to it. You also don't realize um, you don't realize the amount of stress that that puts on your body on a whole you don't understand the level of alert that your body has been operating at just to get by just to do the bare minimum it has been you know everybody up to the front lines you know everybody locked and loaded you know just that's craziness 
And it took me a while to wrap my head around how many alarms must have been sounding at full blast inside that I couldn't hear because not only did they just become the status quo, but I'm exhausted. (laughs) You know, it's like when you're that tired, it's like, yeah, yeah, you're screaming, you're screaming. I hear you. I hear you. And no, it's like, no, this is urgent. And you don't seem to understand how urgent it is. And it's like, we're just going to keep piling pain on until you realize the urgency. Not only because that's, that's the message that you sometimes need to receive to like get things in motion, but it may be what needs to happen to get Western medicine in motion, considering how it works currently. You know, the amount of times that I've had to go to either an ER or an urgent care in order to get something looked at because my doctor wasn't available until three months out. It's like, well, I'm having the issue right now. (laughs) So how about we take care of it right now? Right. (sighs) Yeah. So I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm a little flabbergasted every day when I wake up and things feel different and I associate to things differently. I have different thought patterns. My thought patterns are no longer, you know, okay, you know, how many spoons do I have available today? If any of you are spoonies out (laughs) there, um, that's, that's energetic talk for literally how much energy do I have to, to give to certain tasks today. Uh, But now it's turned to, oh, what cool thing do I want to try? What is exciting me today? Yes, my shoulder hurts and hello shoulder. And I'm sorry you're hurting right now. But I also have the mental bandwidth currently to hold the thought of, yes, that's uncomfortable right now, but Also, this other thing that's happening is really cool, and I want to investigate that. Before it would be, you have one or the other that you can put your energy towards. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) And if you put your energy towards the cool thing that you want to investigate, you are now ignoring the thing that really hurts, and it's going to just scream louder. So, which do you want to deal with? Right. And it takes about two seconds to go, well, I'll just... I'll just be mindful with my pain for today. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's depressing. So depressing. That's a recipe for depression. Yeah. I mean, it really is the epitome of, of physical 3d lack. Mm -hmm. Like I literally can't go outside because I lack the energy within myself to deal with the pain it will cause. That's freaking horrible. (laughs) Yeah. So sad. It is really sad. And I like I have I have a lot of compassion for myself right now and the predicament that I've been in for a while because yeah, it's been it's been hard. It's been hard to have those conversations with doctors again. Um it's helped to have the conversations here that have definitely kept me 
I think in a place where I'm, where I continued to open up enough to where I could make this decision and be kind of like, uh, forceful and matter of fact about making sure that it happens sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. I think it made me advocate better for myself. I think it made me ask better questions towards myself, but, um, but yeah, it has not been, it has not been easy, but I'm really excited for the kind of energy that it feels like it's unleashing. And I feel a lot of, I feel a lot of confidence, which is very odd for me to say, like that's, I feel very engaged in my solar plexus. Nice. And maybe that's because the bloating has gone away. <laughs> I feel like well, I can. Maybe, but I think, it's, I think it's more of a handshake. Like the bloating right? has gone away because your solar plexus is now engaged. It's now the energy is flowing through there. And I mean, everything you're describing is empowerment. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. always been one of the biggest issues. Mm-hmm. especially for you is is tapping into and identifying the feeling of empowerment yeah and just feel comfortable feeling comfortable with what I'm receiving I always have that you know there's always that little bit of doubt that kind of creeps and goes oh, I don't know if everybody else is going to be on the same page as what I'm on and right now I'm like I don't care mm-hmm. I don't care if you're not there yet that's cool wherever you're at that's good but like my guides are on fire right now, leading me towards stuff that I'm like, I am all about it. I am ready to receive that shit. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, Let's I'm kind of it. feeling that way too. I, I mean, it's not, I definitely have those days where I can feel the lion roaring yeah. inside me where I'm like, let's go. I can feel something is coming and I'm hungry for it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exciting. I love that feeling. It's awesome when you can actually wake up in the morning and feel energized or feel like there's something waiting for you. That's exciting. There's an adventure. There's something to uncover. There's something to discover. There's, um, you know, puzzle pieces to put together. There's, Mm -hmm. you know, something that, that is going to continue the, uh, the threads being linked together. And I I really love that space that we're in currently of linking things together. We got to have some fun with that this week in our Instagram posts. (laughs) You mean the degrees of Kevin Bacon? (laughs) The degrees. Well, shoot, man, not even the degrees of Kevin Bacon, the degrees of us. Like we had, Mm. we we talked last time, the fact that I, I found a connection. I found one of our connections way 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 back Mm -hmm. and then i plugged in some other things and realized that our connections are are way 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 back but they also meet up a whole lot towards the front of things (laughs) now when when we posted for those of you who don't follow us on instagram we posted a um uh a heraldic shield that Mm -hmm. was our ancestral connection jamie and and mine uh, by blood at what house was that? What what did that represent? Because you never said in the post. Uh, oh, didn't I? I'm pretty sure I did. No. I don't think so. You said I this was hashtag- a connection. I at least hashtagged it. It's Bohun. Oh. B-O-H-B-O-H-O-U-N. Oh, Bohun. okay. And a French is- and English 
French. Kind of crossover. Mm-hmm. Mm. French and, well, French and it would have been Gaul and Wales. Mm. That makes sense. Wales, I kind picked up a, on. Actually, I was, yeah. this is how stuff comes through, guys. For those of you who are kind of just starting out on this journey and you're not sure if you're hearing your guides or not, <laughs> I was literally walking the perimeter of my bed because my bed is you know, my room, my bedroom is not that big. So I was walking the perimeter of my bed to get to my light on the other side. And um, as I was walking the perimeter, I don't even know what I was thinking about. I was just in random think land. And all of a sudden they're like, and Welsh connection too. And I was like, wait, what? Where? What? Where did that come from? You know, it just seems so out of nowhere. Yeah. And and they, they showed me you and they said Welsh. And I was like, Okay, I guess I'll have to ask Jamie. And then I completely forgot about it. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's kind of how it happens for those of you who are questioning whether or not you're receiving. That's that's one way in which it can happen. A lot of times it's mm-hmm. a lot more direct. And especially if you get more practiced and polished uh, at allowing these messages to come through. But for those of you who are not quite there yet and not sure if you are even wanting to allow them to come through. That's pretty much how it's going to sound. It's going to catch you off guard and it's going to sort of stop you in your tracks. If not your physical tracks, then your mental tracks. And that's what happened yesterday. So I'm happy you said Welsh because that's the only way I ever would have remembered that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and for all of you who don't think you're getting anything, I guarantee you that you are. I guarantee you oh, you're getting, getting your entire getting life. Plenty. You've been plenty. getting it your whole life. And it's yeah. uh, to you. It's random. It's why does why does the the most random shit falls into my head sometimes it's like Mm -hmm. that's not random Mm -hmm. um and the other way it happens is not just random but uh obvious so obvious that you overlook it where you're just like (laughs) i've been getting these messages my whole life i just thought that was me i just thought that was something i picked up i you know what i mean and and that's 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 how you start tuning in to these things is by realizing that they're already happening absolutely absolutely i'm uh i'm heading back to my little family search setup so i can bring up the uh the list that actually tells me just how close i am to you because it's stupid (laughs) absolutely stupid (laughs) i just have to get to your mama Yo mama. To yo mama. My mama. Yo mama. Yeah, your mama's my 10th cousin. So there. What? That that blew my mind. That blew I my mind. I don't even understand how that works. Like when you when you throw family trees at me, do you know how much processing power it takes? Like the I don't ears think are I do. crunching for me because I'm looking at it going first Does it of feel all, like a, math? There, Yes. And sometimes there's an aspect of, there's an aspect of, I can't be processing this correctly because I can't make sense of what I'm making sense of in my head. So, so your mother is my 10th cousin, which makes you my 10th cousin once removed. So let me, let me, let me kind of drill this down for you. So I'm me and then I have my dad Mm -hmm. and then there's my dad's mom and then I go back from her father to his father to his mother to her father to his mother <laughs> to her father 
to his father to his father which gives us our crossover ancestor and then from there i go to the the daughter of this person the son of this person the son of that person the daughter of that person the son of that person that sounds like a lot more than 10 it it's it it's it's not it's i okay i i am a certified genealogist and i will admit this to you it's been a long time since I've done the the uh, genealogical math that gives you that. Now, like I, a couple it of years ago, I could have explained it math? to you. It doesn't come with it's. I'm I'm using math in in a different figuratively. way. Figuratively, figuratively, yes. Okay, thank you. Um, but basically, it goes from my dad all the way to your mom's dad. Oh, that makes and sense. We're, and we're connected through there. But our, our common ancestor is a Hamilton. It, well, it's our common ancestor is a Hamilton. That makes sense. That completely but, makes sense. But, you know, it's like what blows my mind is you know, here we were over 20 years ago when we met and I look at you and there's this something about you that I'm like family. Just. And the funny thing is, is that the very first memory I have of you looking at me that way, I was like, because I heard you in my head go family. And I was like, girl, I don't know you like that. (laughs) Like get away. I don't know. But knowing what i know of you and your family and your your and your take on your ancestry i understand why family is like ah unsafe to you (laughs) pretty much and i'm like family (laughs) (laughs) like girl back off you're related you're gonna need to give me time to process you But for me, it's instantaneous. And I think it's because I've been on this road for so long. I was about 12 the first time I ever had an, a, a conversation around ancestry with my dad's dad. I was about 12 when I asked for the first time, hey, grandpa, who are we? Where do we come from? And, you know, immediately I got the shutdown that was like, I'm not telling you. Mm-hmm well why not well because bad people in our family i find it interesting (laughs) i'm starting to see i'm starting to see a correlation in the way that we are fundamentally constructed you and i and it's interesting because you immediately gravitated when you were young towards wondering about asking about the living Mm -hmm. not not necessarily the living but the the people who incarnated here your ancestry. Mm -hmm. I did not give two shits about my ancestry, but I was really curious about dead people. Like I would rather talk to a dead person than any living person. But they are dead people. I was already talking to dead people. I know, but that's what I'm talking. That's what I'm getting into though, is that you were talking to dead people, but there you developed a huge fear around talking to dead people. There was a lot of fear related to it. And so by the time we met, I was like, let's go talk to dead people. And you were like, mm, that, it's not going to work out well for me. I'm a little bit, 
I'm a little bit, no. <laughs> well, it wasn't that I didn't want to talk to dead people. It was because I can't help it. They just, they talk to me. I can't, I, they talk to me. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, it, the fear came from a place of I'm weird. Mm-hmm. People don't understand my weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain my weird to others because I can't even tell you how it's happening. It just does. <laughs> and it has been always. And people always either look at me weird for it or, you know, I'm like, I, I didn't want to be that person. It's like, it sounds really interesting until somebody says, would you like to know what your grandmother is saying right now? Because I can tell you, I can see her. I can hear her. She's showing me things. Well, do you want to know? It sounds great until it's an actual thing. And then people get really like, uh, I don't know about that, about it. And then, you know, you're fun once at a party and then you never get a call again. That was my experience <laughs> with it. So as much as you were like, uh, like, hang on here a second. I don't know you like that. I was very much in the same way. Uh, You think it sounds fun, but I don't know how you really feel about it. Guess what? It's still fun. (laughs) Well, of course we know this now. Yeah. Yeah. One of us knew it then. (laughs) Always going to be more fun to talk to dead people. Yeah. But at the same time, what the first dead person of yours that I spoke with was your mother. And that was another kind of like weird moment because I didn't realize that I was was doing it. Yeah. And it wasn't a weird moment because you were speaking to my mom. It was a weird moment because you sounded like my mom. You were channeling my mom. You didn't realize that you were talking to her. And so the things that were coming out of your face sounded like her. And I was like, look, could you stop laughing like my mother? It's really creeping me out, man. <laughs> That's when, you know, and the weirdness lasted for all of 30 seconds before we realized, oh, when we're together, she's here. Yeah, she wants Granted, to hang out. She was probably, yeah, she was probably there all the time. But when we're together, she could go through Jamie and make herself known. Mm-hmm. So. And apparently she had a, uh, like... A really easy time probably because we have a really close connection much closer than i ever realized mm. you know she already she already had the party line dialed in it well like, i mean before she, died, I, before she died i before she died and this is this is another lesson that that people sort of miss in the making before she died i made her promise i said you have to find the first psychic that you can connect with that can connect with me and you have to come through and tell me you're okay. And she's like, I'll do my best. And the problem is, is that when I said that in my mind, the expectation was John Edwards or, or James von Prague or, you know, one of those, like I would go seek out a psychic. Sylvia Brown was going to clack her, her fake fingernails on her teeth at you. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so that's what I was thinking. I wasn't thinking, Hey, we're driving around Anaheim and now Jamie's laughing like my mother. That's not what it looked like to me. So yeah, of course there was weirdness because my expectations did not match how it actually worked out. And that's why expectations are so, uh, weird. Well, they're constrictive. 
They're they're yeah, not they're a good weird. thing to have. No. I don't think expectations aren't weird. Expectations are normal. What's weird is that how they bind us to something so narrow that we miss the gift when it actually arrives. That's the tough part about expectations. And I would have missed that gift had I not been bold enough to say, by the way, <laughs> for some reason, you sound exactly like her and I don't know what's going on, but it's skeeving me out. And then yeah. we could have a conversation. That's when I realized, oh, and you know, to be honest, there was also a part of me that was like, Jamie thinks she's psychic, but is she really? Mm, jury's still out. <laughs> I didn't know if you were really psychic because I hadn't done enough exploration of my own into mm -hmm. what it means to be psychic. What does it feel like to be psychic? I certainly didn't consider myself psychic, not mm -hmm. in the classic talking to dead people mediumship way. Um, and I had my doubts about where does instinct end and psychic begins? I, I couldn't brain that connection slash separation because the world seems to have these ideas that these concepts are separate. And yet once yeah. you delve into them, you start to realize, no, that's just literally one, an entire spectrum. It's a path and it goes, it, it crosses, you know, if you're looking at a map, you're crossing multiple states. Each state is just another segment of land that the border is imagined yeah your gut instinct is the same as psychic intuition it's just maybe more amplified when you get into thinking about being a psychic the intuition is more attuned to certain things well and and as we continue to investigate it especially with this new layer of the ancestry that we've been building in and i was thinking about it a lot yesterday as well i was watching some tyler henry and i was looking at kind of what he was doing and my guides were kind of speaking to me a little bit and it's like well it's kind of a duh because as i'm looking at it now i'm like well yeah we're basically we're all of these soul fragments of the same the same energy the same host energy source energy and we're all on a giant freaking party line with each other only some people have their volume turned all the way down and mm -hmm. don't really understand that all they have to do is put the headphones on and turn the volume up mm -hmm. others of us are so plugged in that we're like we don't know how to take these headphones off <laughs> right <laughs> or turn the volume down it's just right. constant chatter all the time and then some people have it dialed in where it's like look i only want to listen to these channels i only want to listen to these channels between these hours and then i'm taking off the headphones and i'm setting them over here but you know when you kind of start to think of it that way it's like well yeah we're related we know stuff about each other all we have to do is trigger the right connection to be patched into that line and then you know basically have whatever they need to come through come through it's it, i don't know it's it's a very all of a sudden that's a very easy way easy way for me to look at it mm-hmm like that probably makes more sense right now to me than any other way I've ever tried to explain it. 
Well, and um, it's no coincidence that we're having this conversation right now because every time around this year, and I can look back in my life and say, ever since I was little and have a memory of being, every time around May, I would start thinking of Halloween. Mm-hmm. And it's no coincidence. I looked forward to Halloween more than anything every year. Why? Not just because I love the holiday and the traditions of Halloween and the everything about it, the ambiance, the feel, the smell, all of it, but mm-hmm. because that's when the veil starts to thin. Mm-hmm. And I've been focused on communicating with the dead since I was wee. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know in my logic mind that that's what was happening. It was instinctive. Yeah. And so here we are at this time of year again. The veil is starting to thin. And the thing of it is, is that now we are in a a time where as time advances, the veil remains thin Mm -hmm. and gets thinner every year. It's not like the veil goes back up full force every time this now. Now it's the veil is getting thinner constantly and it just quickens around this time of year. Well, and and a lot a lot of that has to do with the fact that that veil is really the veil of forgetfulness and our inner knowing is strengthening. And every yeah. time our inner knowing strengthens and we lean into it and we become confident in that inner knowing, yeah, the walls stay down mm-hmm. um, until we choose to build another one back up for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, as we and get all to this- those... Mm-hmm. All this astrological stuff that has been happening this year, it's all to boost towards our goal of boost, remembering. Support, um, yeah. It's not happening trigger. because these events aren't happening because, um, or it's th- these events aren't happening. What am I trying to say? Hello, words. Come back to me. <laughs> the events aren't causing this to happen. It's a handshake between what is happening with us and what is happening to support us. And the astrological events are there to support energetically our goal. Yeah. Goodness. Oh, my gosh. That was, whoo. There you go. Sorry. Revving to go. That was There you go. If you needed a sign to get up and get moving. Exactly. It is so go time. It is absolutely go time. But what does go time mean for you? I'm completely curious about whoever's listening out there, whoever catches this. What what does go time mean for you? Are you feeling it? Are you feeling the energy? Are you feeling it physically in your body? Are things around you starting to occur? Are things starting to manifest? Is it resulting in any kind of good fortune? I'm curious what other people are going through because for me – It's not like I'm lacking good fortune. I have plenty of good fortune. But I think, again, I'm sort of stuck in this expectation that finally something amazing is going to happen. And it's going to be like, ah, you know. And I have to face facts that it might not look like that. It might be a slow, steady build towards some kind of release or some kind of success. And again, using those words, you can't just assume the definition you have yeah. to really dig into the words you're using and look at, well, what would release mean? 
not yeah. as an expectation. I don't expect release to look this way, but release can look many ways. And the same with success. Success can look like many things. So when you are having these conversations with yourself, try to be mindful um, that words don't, the standardized definitions are not as standardized as you think they are. And so it might be a good idea to check in with yourself when you're asking yourself pertinent questions or having conversations with your guides and ask truly, what does this word I'm using mean? What might it look like if it were to manifest in my life? And again, not out of a place of, I expect it to happen this way, but it could look like this. It could look like that. It could start working the nuances of your language so that you can open yourself up to receiving many different kinds of blessings or abundance or whatever you want to call it. I mean, it feels like instead of leaning on a definition that you may have, uh, that you may have held onto in the past, this feels like more of a, what does it have the potential to mean? Right. Without the confines of the past. Mm-hmm. If you are able to step out of that space of where you had been and come at it from a perspective of where you are now, how far you've come, what things you've accomplished in between that time, and what could it mean now? What sort of potential is there? What does that energy feel like? Is it exciting? Does it trigger you to want to get up and move? Is it still scaring you? And if it's still scaring you, then what is it connected to? What is it tied back to? What is hiding out in in your history, in your past, that is still shackled to that idea, that expectation that that is popping up? And how can you release that? So that you can see the potential because we're in a really big transitional space. Yeah. And transition takes a long time. These things aren't going to happen overnight. Some things may feel like they're happening overnight. I certainly feel over the last week, like a lot of things have happened overnight. I have physical evidence of that. But at the same time, I also know that there is so much more to that. There are so many layers of uncovering and discovering that I'm going to be doing in the next several months. And I don't even, there's no expectation around it. It's not a belief. It's a knowing. I, I don't have to put it's energy not towards it. The energy is already yeah. there. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to suppose what might happen. You can feel into it and you can tap into the many different layers that are occurring. One of the things that I've been working with is inspiration. I tell my guides Mm -hmm. all the time, inspire me to do what's right for me. Inspire me to whatever's going to get me to the life I want to manifest for myself. That sounds all very vague, but it's vague for a reason. It's vague because I've realized that as soon as I um, get too detailed with my words, the words automatically imply an expectation in my mm-hmm. mind. And it's almost so automatic that I, I don't realize it. And I think for a lot of people, it still is that automatic, that people don't realize that words have a certain expectation attached to them. 
And that expectation cuts you off from the various levels that these things can manifest for you. So what I try to do is I try to tune into the spur of the moment feeling, the spur of every moment. What does it feel like right now? What do I want right now? What am I thinking right now? Where is my focus going right now? That is all indicating to me where my mental state is at, where my emotional state is at. That indicates to me where I'm headed in that moment. And do I want to continue down that path? Yeah. I know it's it's interesting because I have two ways of of looking at that, especially like when you're talking about things like manifesting. I think in some regards, definitely we we dial it in too tightly and we don't leave enough room for you know, this and something better or this or something better. We, we, we have such an idea in our heads that is based around expectation that we really cannot see a bigger picture. And when we don't get what we want or what we expect, it feels like a failure when it's like, no, we're just not, (laughs) you're not there yet. It's okay. You're not there yet. But on the other hand, I also see where we sometimes leave it so open that it's almost like we're just kind of like, well, I don't know what to choose. So I'm just going to choose this. And we kind of, you know, like when I was working uh, in the metaphysical shop a lot, I used to get people coming in and, you know, I just want to win the lottery. <laughs> you know, and I, mean, I kind that of is, that is super specific. <laughs> yeah, but also but super vague. <laughs> super vague, and it's it's like okay, and what I what I would do in those cases because immediately it would make me head my you know like <laughs> hang my head <laughs> down and I'm gonna go yeah. oh man brown. <laughs> it's like okay, but what would winning the lottery do for you? What does that mean exactly? What does it represent? Find out, just find out what it means to you. Right. It's not that you have to get super specific, but what does that mean to you? What, what feeling would that, what would that allow you to do? Right. Because nine times out of 10, when we create um, a huge ask like that, we are chasing a feeling that that ask, the, the winning of that, the success of that would represent. Mm-hmm. So really, it's about tapping into the feeling that you're chasing. And, and when you go mm-hmm. for something as dramatic as winning the lottery, it means that you are probably depleted in so many ways in your life that you're thinking, if I just had enough money, I could buy myself out of all these problems. But it doesn't really work like that. That's not realistic mm-hmm. at all. Um, the reason that you have all of these problems is not because you lack money. In fact, the reason you lack money is likely because you have all of these problems. <laughs> so the key is what would, what do I think winning the lottery would fulfill for me? And mm-hmm. then when you see the things that are wrong in your life, how do they make you feel about your life? Because mm-hmm. even if you were to fix, physically fix those things that are wrong in your life, you're still going to be faced with an emptiness you weren't expecting. Because I guarantee yeah. you, the problem was not physically manifested. 
Yeah. What's physically man- manifesting are the symptoms of the problem. Mm-hmm. So curing the symptoms, not going to cure the problem. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I just, again, I'm kind of in my head. I'm I'm going through the Rolodex file of ancestors and thinking of all of the English royalty who had had the wealth, you know, had the fancy digs had the fancy clothes, had people beneath them doing all the things. And were they happy? No, they weren't happy because they didn't have the things that they really wanted. They didn't have the freedom. They didn't have their right to marry for love. They didn't have, you know, it's like, look at all of the things that they traded because the title meant a certain something it had a certain that it was an imprisonment and so even though to others it looked like oh what a fantastic life to lead that you can you know change an entire religion of a country so that you can get divorced <laughs> you know but but what what does that look like on the other side and because you had such an incredibly vast uh, ancestral line, you get to see how all of those things played out for each side. You get to see what it was like to be the peasant. You get to see what it was like to be the king or the queen. You got to see what it was like to... uh, be the murderer you got to see what it was like to be the one who was being chased you you know all of these different perspectives you have this huge pool of perspectives sitting hanging out in your own ancestry mm-hmm. that you now have you know you can you can have access to and learn from and see where wow how crazy must it have been to be there for that? And how crazy must it have been to live through that? And what would this ancestor have thought of this ancestor way down here? I bet you they couldn't even imagine the life that they would have led. And sometimes... I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure my royal, anse- royal ancestors never foresaw rednecks. <laughs> pretty sure that's the given. But could you imagine what they would have thought, though, as far as if I look at that through the the lens of these are just people out there in the land, tilling the land, not beholden to anybody, but the day and the night in the soil. (laughs) I could imagine where some of those ancestors back there would have been. That sounds wonderful. I... Sign me up for that. And they I'm did. Sure there were, so sure that there happened. Were yeah, yeah, I'm sure there were some. I, it's just, if only it were that simple mentally, like the human mind doesn't quite work so succinctly for most people. It is sure that sounds nice, but that's not how it is. Or sure, there's always an excuse. But that's what we're talking about. Just like with the lottery, the lottery sounds great. Right. That sounds fantastic. Let's do that. Sign me up for lottery win. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then what's the life that comes with that? Mm-hmm. And 
put it through the lens of where you're at mentally and are you prepared for that? Are you prepared to, you know, do you know what to do with that money? Do you know where to put it? Do you know how to make it grow? Do you know how to sustain yourself with it? What would you do first? Who's going to come out of the woodwork that wants it from you? Exactly. Are you prepared for the amount of people who will actually think you're the devil for not giving them money? (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's how many people do you know who've won something big or have done something big and be like, I would give it all back in in an instant because it was horrible. I felt alone. I felt... I felt like uh, there was nobody that I could trust. I felt like, you know, everybody wanted something from me and nothing I ever did or gave was good, was ever good enough. And I felt guilty for, for helping myself. And, you know, there's all of these, there's all these things to consider. It's, it's just, it's really interesting. And, and, I, and the interesting, the interesting thing about how you worded it immediately, just naturally was I felt, mm-hmm. and we always look back on things. And the reason retrospect is so easy in hindsight is because you always start with, I felt. Yeah. Because we've been trained to ignore how we feel in the moment and buy it off. Yeah, that's something that comes later. Yeah. And so when we look back on how bribing or buying it off doesn't work for us, how we tried to stuff or asphyxiate or um, mitigate the circumstances and the symptoms of the situation, after all that work and it still doesn't work out, the only thing you have is yourself. And as you're sitting there on the floor in a lump, depressed and trying to figure out your life, The only thing that's going to come out of you is I felt, I felt so abandoned. I felt so lost. I felt so betrayed. It's never going to be, you know, the money did it to me unless you really aren't taking responsibility (laughs) for your choices. Money doesn't do things. We do things with money. Money's just an energy, an expression of energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, and, and it's perfect for right now because I think that's kind of part of the point of right now is we are being asked to feel. We're being asked to feel first before we make the decisions. Well, how are you going to feel about that decision? How do you feel about it right now? Thought pops into your head. How do you feel about it? And how are you going to act based upon that feeling? And what is that feeling connected to? Is it connected to something old that needs to be released? And then that's how you know it needs to be released. Because you're like, oh, I don't know. That was something that happened in the past. And it's like, oh, well, you're holding on to the past. Then if we let go of the past, if we reframe it, how does it make you feel right now? I don't know. I'm unsure. Okay. So maybe a little uneasy, maybe a little unsure. How else can we, you know, take a look around at other things that are going on in your life? What, what might be, you know, heading you in that direction to be triggered by that past movement and how you thought about that then? Like what, where's the connection? 
And can you let go of that connection? How can you heal that? How can you move forward from that? Have you learned a huge lesson and just never had the opportunity to stop and say, I actually learned from that? Like, did have you acknowledged the work that you have done? Have you acknowledged how far you've come in your life and where you are now? Because that makes a huge difference. Sometimes we do the work and we just, we're, we're so busy getting on to the next thing that we don't ever stop to actually take stock of what's happened and how much we've grown. And that's important. I think that's a big part of, um, of where we're at right now too. And, well, and I think if it's really go time, like it feels mm-hmm. like it is, then we're going to have to go with who we are now. And that's going to require us knowing who we are now. You have to get to know who you are now. That's the whole point of being, for those of us who have found ourselves deposited right back where we started at the beginning of the spiritual journey and in some of the same circumstances, facing some of the same fears and issues. That's the whole point of that deposition is that so we can experience who we are now and how who we are now will react to those things that who we were had a chance to react to already. Mm Mm-hmm. And that very much is about the feeling and the feeling is a feminine energy. It's, you know, we're, we're starting to slow down a little bit on the just build it without thinking. And now it's like, okay, but if we build it, what are we creating? Really? We're starting to ask those questions. Now they're important questions to ask, especially moving forward. This is the, this is the space that we're in. So, yeah, I think that's like how it all ties together and it just keeps kind of bubbling up and I'm, I'm here for it. I'm down for it. I'm excited. I like that the feeling feels exciting. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of times in my life where feeling did not feel exciting. Feeling felt scary. Feeling felt um, unsafe. Feeling felt like too much. Feeling felt like it wasn't accepted. Feeling felt like (sighs) exhausting. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel that way right now. No, it's almost like it's almost like the energy of play has really anchored in. Mm hmm. Play and I don't know, I think a a type of play that we haven't really yet experienced. It's it's like I have all these new tools. I have all of this. Well, it's a new level, just like everything else, right? So it's yeah, of course it's a play we haven't experienced because we are in a state that we haven't experienced yet. So that's what's exciting about it though, is that we finally like that first layer or that first level or what felt like the first level was so it was like chiseling through hard packed earth. It was so <laughs> yeah. laborious and difficult and just arduous. And it feels like we've gotten into some softer ground, some yeah. more fertile soil. Like there's actually something here that's nourishing and feels provoking. And I don't know, it just, it feels like 
more of a handshake. Like we had to get beneath the hard shell in order to reach that, that meeting with that energy. And I feel like we've broken through. Gosh, I hope I'm not wrong. There's always that doubt in the back of my mind, but I feel like we've broken through and it's time to start really playing with play. Yeah, I love that. And it feels very, I think, I think my keyword for this week is magic. I, it feels magical. It feels, um, yeah, like, like everything that my child me would attach to the word magic. It feels fun. It feels exciting. It feels new. It feels mysterious. It feels endless. It feels vast. It feels vast. Tingly. Yeah. So I hope you are all having the opportunity to sit in your own magic right now. I hope that whatever situations are coming up for you, even the ones that feel a little scary have an air of magic around them that there's a buzzing to it that there's an excitement to it that there's an unknown uh effervescence to it that just can't help but to bubble up and spur you forward even when you want to kind of clench up and and curl up and go hide i hope that something is forcing you out of the hole a little bit and urging you to go forward because it's it's a cool time there's there's you know still a lot that we're going to have to face but it feels it feels like we have a lot more to pull from right now going forward so i'm excited for where we're all going I can't wait to see what's next. Part of me can't believe that I'm actually saying that because that's (laughs) not usually an attitude that I have. Mm -hmm. Even on really great days, that's not always an attitude that I have. But I have it right now and I am like, you know, embracing embracing it. Sit in it. Let's wallow in it. Let's do the backstroke in it. Yeah. I like, yeah, let's, let's do this. Let's go. Absolutely. Let's go. Sweet. So what do you think? Have we done the thing? We totally did the thing. Follow us on Instagram. Go check out our Patreon. It's free. Uh, Is there anything else? I don't know. Talk to us. What are you going through? What's up? What do you want to hear? Blah, blah, blah. All right. Until next time. Bye.